Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Stick it in, get it out. <laughs> Stick it in, get it out. I like the cutting. Saturday of night episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't swear you. Come on. Come on, Paul. I want you to screw your head on right. No, it ain't my head. Your freaking head is the one on wrong. Yeah? And what did I do? What'd you do? Nothing. For yourself? Oh, nice. Look, you fixed your face up, handsome. Nice clothes. What'd you do for Paul? Anything? Three years did you get me a job? Look at this. You gave me a lousy, stinking x legs watch. This. Man, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> this is Film Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of uh, film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 434. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson, joined today with Brian. He always starts his movies with a montage of the previous movie, Dunaway. Ah, mostly audio, but I did have to montage it. Mm. Oh, hi. You ever fight a dinosaur kid? Well, that question was almost answered in the original Rocky Three script. Here's the script pitch I found on Rocky Leaks. After winning the ultimate title and be- being the world champion, Rocky must face his toughest opponent yet, Mr. T, Rex. Who's hungry? <laughs> After comparing the original script with what eventually made it to the screen, is mostly the same. Polly still don't sweat nobody. There is still a charity wrestling match face to tits with Thunderlips. Adrian still has a shouting match with Rocco on the beach, making everybody feel uncomfortable. Apollo still slow motion frogs in the ocean with Rocky in his sweaty shorty shorts, making everybody feel uncomfortable. And Mick still dies. But this time, Magic Mick feeds himself to Mr. T Rex to hopefully satisfy his hunger to protect Rocky. Does it work? What do I predict? Pain. I predict pain, fool. <laughs> Face to tits, man. Face to yeah. tits. Yeah. Or no, Mr. What was it? Hot lips. Or no, what was his name? Thunderlips Thunder was his Lips name, and he had to, he had to announce everything to his many lovers out there. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he was in this. Mm. All right, I can't wait to talk about the use of Thunderlips as a wrestling name and how effective <laughs> that would be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, also with us, Randy Thunderlips, the ultimate male Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. Ever tell you boys about the time I made a living selling a fancy lifestyle to recently poor people who came into a mountain of new money by beating up black people? Nope. Forget I said that last part. Anyway, <laughs> out. Stop beating on me. I could kill you with one backhand slap, you dumb old drunk. But yes, you can have a job. Getting drunk, arrested, thrown in jail, bailed out by me, and then throwing a bunch of punches at me in a parking garage is the best way to get a job. Here you go. Now get into my supercar, and let's go find the next black guy to make a quietly racist morality tale around. Forget I said that last part. <laughs> yeah, how come all of his opponents were... Hand-picked black guys. Mm, nope. Yeah. Yep. In the beginning. Moving on. Beginning, move it. Yeah. We're going to move right yeah. on. <laughs> right. I thought maybe he had like, some issues to work out, but then he started fighting other, mm. well, they, they, nope. they seem lighter-skinned yep. people. Lighter-skinned people. And, 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 also, and also Brian Ibbett. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You can hey. see that one of his opponents was a guy named Big Yankball. Yeah. Big, <laughs> Big Yankball. Yankball. Weird. Uh, with us finally, Brian, I think Polly is more work than he's worth Ibbett. Oh, ain't that the truth. Mm-hmm. Rocky! I don't want you to fight Clubber Lang, and if you do, I want no part of it. He's hungry, Rock, and he ain't been hungry in years. And all of a sudden, I'm sounding like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> He's going to kill you to death inside three rounds. He's going to knock you into tomorrow, Rock. Clubber Lang is going to knock you further than tomorrow, Rock. He's going to knock you to the far future where you're going to have to use three shells after you go number two. <laughs> and then he's going to follow you into the future, Rocky, and he's going to fight you there, too. He's going to knock you even further into the future where you're the law. You're going to be a one-man force of judge, jury, and executioner, but you're going to have a helmet that's so far down your face, Affleck, you won't be able to see. <laughs> and he's going to follow you into that future, too, and he's going to punch you so hard something's gonna happen that's gonna make your mom pick up a gun and you're gonna say stop or my mom will shoot I never saw that one but if you fight Clubber Lang Rocky you're gonna do it without me I like a world where Gilbert Godfrey is the Mick oh, <laughs> exactly that's, that's a world we can make that yeah we could make he that could happen be, now that yeah, could happen right. he could be he, oh, he could be, be his, he could be his, he could be Nick's his son because we've had yeah. we've had Apollo's son. Now we could yeah. have Mickey's son. Yeah, <laughs> Mick's son. Oh, I love Mick's it. Son. I love that he will look just as old as his dad and just as creepy. <laughs> All right, well, well done, everybody. Uh, the movie we watched this weekend is Rocky Three. My up till my viewing, uh, and maybe it, maybe it continues, but up till my viewing, my favorite of the Rocky films. Mm. Uh, wow, did it stick? It's been a while. I, mean, I haven't seen it since like. Uh, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, maybe once on DVD or Blu-ray or, or Blu-ray. Well, we didn't have Blu-ray, uh, but VHS, maybe. And uh, we're and we're watching them in reverse. We watched Rocky five years ago. We watched Rocky four like three years ago. We're now watching Rocky three. I'm thinking they're getting better. And you're just going to get to say this again and again. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm bummed that we didn't start with Rocky Balboa or it was one called Balboa. I don't know. Yeah, what, yeah. What are the ones? A couple of movies right? called Creed. Oh, I know that yeah. I've heard. Yeah, I remember the Creed. So movies. there's but Creed, isn't there one called Rocky Balboa. Balboa? Was, yeah, it's called it Ro- it's it called six. Rocky Balboa. That's number six. And there's a yeah, huge gap. We need to watch gap. that one. We need there, to watch that one. Yeah, and there's a huge gap between five and six. Six. Oh crud! We're gonna have to go all the way back and watch Rocky Balboa. Then we're gonna have to start over and watch Rocky Five. Oh my lord! 
We yeah, can't. Man. Yeah, that's I'm the rules. I'm fine with this. That's I, the seriously, rules. I would like that. No, I wouldn't. I, I don't want to ever see Drago again. Most of again. them are on Netflix right now, too. So we got we got an opportunity right now, right? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But here's the here's the thing. Rocky Balboa is a really good movie, like a straight mm-hmm. up like mm-hmm. quality film. They got back to making a good movie. I would I would say it's more akin to the first one, like a right a smaller, more independent feeling kind of and this affair. Is, and this is being recorded before uh, the new Rambo movie that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Stallone said he would right. never make. So if you're listening to this in the future, that movie's came out. So hope uh, it was good. Yeah. Hope it was good. Rambo Last Blood, they call it. Like yeah. s- literally Last Blood. First movie was called First Blood, so they're really sandwiching this thing in with a couple of pieces of, of bread there. Now, there's the, here's the other thing. The last Rambo movie, four, I guess, right. was great. Was it just called John Rambo? Anyway, that was awesome. It was yeah, bloody yeah. and really murderous, but it was it was a good movie. Like Stallone, late years is better at returning to these franchises than mm-hmm. people are giving him credit for, and it kind of makes the oh, old yeah. stuff seem pretty terrible. So, so here's the reason I like three. Three skirts this line of being the Rocky we've known for one and two, which were more serious takes on you know stuff, and they were also a lot, about a lot more than boxing. Those two movies, right? Um, they were about relationships and, you know, changes in your life and blah, 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 all that stuff. This thing three was like a little bit of that, but you could see them starting to lean hard into, this is just about the spectacle of beating the shit out of each other and someone's going to win and who has the better montage and who trained better. And like, that was where we were headed. (laughs) I wish it was based on who had the better montage. Yeah, I I kind (laughs) of do too, but but three stood out for me. Maybe it was just the right time in my life or whatever. But I loved three because I thought Mr. T was menacing as hell. Um, I think he still is in this. Uh, he did a great job playing Clubber Lang because some, he's yeah. For someone whose only real acting had been on a TV reality show uh, at this point, like wow, uh, Stallone discovered him, so to speak. Like he saw him on this Tough Man show. And decided to go see if he might be right for a role in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this is this is one of those this is one of those revelations. Like wow, this guy was not a professional actor. Had not ever you know like trained or been schooled in acting. And admittedly, he has what you know what we've always called on film sack the easy thing, right? Angry mm-hmm. acting. Anyone mm-hmm. can do it. Oh, there's so much angry acting in this thing. Mm-hmm. But he was spot on. Like it was just really good mm-hmm. for a, a newcomer. It was a good match. Yeah. He didn't do see A team started the next year. So to give people context, uh we we didn't yet know him as the A team guy and a lot of people have it backwards. They think, "Oh, he was on the A team and was popular and then he showed up in Rocky 3 because of that that stardom." Right. And it was actually the reverse. And what's funny about that is that I had always done this too, so I'm mm-hmm. people are not alone, the but same if you, year. Yeah. if you guys had assumed that the the phrase I pity the fool came from the A-team, he never right. actually utters that on the A-team, ever. He only ever said right, it in Rocky right. Three. So that that one tagline that, that follows him wherever he well, goes, I pity the fool, is straight up a Rocky did, thing. He didn't and that's just a, say it in Rocky. He said it in life. If there had been social media then, it seemed like every time I saw him in a commercial or anything, <laughs> he was always saying... Oh yeah, he he look he he loved you know he grabbed onto it and ran with it for sure. But yeah, yeah. But I didn't I, until this viewing. I didn't realize yeah, yeah. that it was. He did say fool a lot. He he comes across really well when he says fool. You really feel berated when he calls you fool, doesn't oh, yeah. he? Just like wow, yeah. I just got called fool by Mister T. Yeah. Guess I am. Some people have a command of like <laughs> they have a command of one word and they just use it so right. well. And his is fool. I'll tell you for sure. I'll tell you the other thing. 
the other thing that I think a lot of people have backwards is that uh, Stallone wrote First Blood uh, earlier than he actually did. He actually made three Rocky movies and Paradise Alley before he wrote First Blood. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's kind of remarkable. You 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 might think of it as oh he was trying to stand up these two different franchises at the same time, and it's not true. Yeah. He didn't he didn't have First Blood until Rocky Three was in the can, and you know there had been like seven years of Rocky in his life at that time. Right. You huh. know I saw a lot of I saw a lot of criticism for this when I went back and read old reviews for Rocky Three, and the main criticism, and I remember this very well. Uh, People said, oh, it's just more of the same. It's just more of the same. But I, I think they were getting confused with this, this, the formula that he, that Stallone, you know, he had this basic formula, you know, Rocky loses the first fight and then he mm-hmm. wins the second. And it's kind right. of he like comes this, back stronger. It, it you know, yeah. makes him, makes him hungry or makes him yeah. want it more. And so you have to have exactly. a training montage. And, mm-hmm. but he's more like a, the, the character is more like a superhero and it's kind of like he 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 fits within this this framework but there's all these other things going on because rocky his character's in a different place he's never been on top before and i enjoyed watching part three where he's on top and you know he's got he's the one that's no longer hungry and he's got to mm-hmm. fight now it's the other side and i i enjoyed the exploration so, yeah. yeah i was making i was making some notes last night you could almost imagine that he planned out the first four film uh films yeah like mm-hmm. that he that he had a general outline of this thing where in the first movie rocky is just down and out like he he the first movie is a treasure was the friends you made along the way movie and it's mm-hmm. really not about uh rising to the top or redemption it's, it's, a, about it's a moral realizing victory. that you got to work yeah right yeah. yeah and and in this by the way in this framing the city of philadelphia is itself a character yeah, yeah. and so yeah. in the first one he is uh fighting against the city like the the city is is constructed to keep him down uh, he literally yells famously that i love the this whole place stinks mm-hmm. uh, in the second <laughs> film he becomes of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's the it's the place where he's training. It's the thing that in in uh, energizes him, right? Yeah. yeah. And that that is a an actual climb the mountain and reach the top movie. And then the third film is about how hard it is to do anything once you're on the top of the mountain. And the city right. is again this different thing now. The city the city you know, no longer is fighting against him, and it's no longer lifting him up. It's mm-hmm. just you know, crazy. It's like making an ugly ass statue, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> His likeness must be really difficult to capture because every painting and statue <laughs> just look nothing like him. Yeah. Nothing like I don't him. know why that yeah. was. That was weird. Because I'm my sure other, my other my other fan theory while I was watching this was uh almost almost instantly after after uh Polly asked for a job the next thing is them revealing the statue and Rocky looking at it. Like I should have never given Polly the job to get the statue. <laughs> and I wanted to think that was a story that we never got. But I don't know. Yeah. He's uh what, what was the thing that Polly kept saying that you brought up in your opener? What was it? Uh, Oh, you don't sweat me. Yeah, it's like, don't I, don't, I don't sweat you. I, I don't, don't sweat, sweat you. you. Don't sweat like, you. What the yeah. hell is that? No one says that. Polly's no. the only human. Polly does. It. Eh, too many times. I hated that. Anyway, uh, so I, what I didn't I didn't know Rocky three and First Blood came out the same year. To me, those are like eight years apart. Yeah, yeah. So that's Rocky, just that's uh, really wow. the yeah First Blood feels like it came out in the seventies, right? It, it does. It older. really does. It feels like a seventies film. And I guess these you know Rocky three is eighty two. Rocky three right. feels older 
or, or newer than 82. And I yeah. don't know why it does. I think maybe that song continue on, continued on so much. Uh-huh. We were all playing it in sure. rock band a decade ago. Like, I, Staying Alive. I've, or not Staying Alive, whatever it is. Uh, staying Alive. Yeah, that's it. Uh, stay, I, want, I want you to replace Eye of the Tiger <laughs> with Staying Alive. <laughs> you can't tell by the way I... <laughs> My, my you can tell by the way I ride my motorcycle yeah, up right. on on the top of the Philadelphia right. Museum of Art steps. <laughs> they let you do that, yeah. really? I love that he did that. And then, you know, he's been wearing a helmet because he's trying to protect what he's got, but then he yeah. throws the helmet at the statue and says, I've shot it too. Mm-hmm. Like awesome helmet's shot. a tough thing to throw because it's it's got a lot of it weight on the straight. opposite side mm-hmm. of where you're throwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh I mean not that I've done it, but I assume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've ever been angry enough after a bike ride that I've grabbed my helmet and just thrown right. it off. But and thrown it at a statue of yourself. That happens exactly. all the time. Hey, what's yeah. the name of the oh uh, the porny thing he made? I think it was called the Italian Stallion. I think that's where that yeah. nickname came from. Oh no, here it is: the party at Kitty and Studs, and he was oh, stud. Oh yeah, but he stud. played a character called the Italian Stallion. Um, is that the deal? He was stud, whatever that means. Let's that's see. what he calls himself. I think that may have come from that may have come from Rocky. Now that you say, yeah, I think there's a little bit of urban legend going on there. I think, uh, yeah, I guess that's where I that's where I'm not sure. Yeah, I I thought I was also under the impression it came from his weird porn thing, or his. I guess I don't know if that thing was full on porn or not, but it was close. And it was Uh, I got some pizza here. 1970, the party of Kitty and Studs. Yeah, there's something that references. The tagline, oh, okay, that, this is where it came from. The movie poster that they re-released after the popularity of Rocky says, before he was Rocky, he was and still is the Italian stallion. Oh, uh, all right. That's fine. Yeah, Those guys. What are they well, also, also, where do you hang Where do you hang up a porno poster? Just curious. I'm just... <laughs> mm, I, on the wall. That's where it goes. Right. So, I, in, that, in that gross uh, glass case that sits in front of the porno theater that is... Uh, <laughs> That is so caked over that it's hard to see the poster yeah, underneath. It. His uh, third or his second movie is yeah. called "The Sidelong Glances of a Pigeon Kicker." <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> so we're we're all over the place on this movie. Like yeah. it's hard to even get started and to to crawl through it. And I don't know why, but it starts for me with a poster that says Rocky three, four times. And I don't understand <laughs> yeah. why it doesn't say Rocky three, three times. Yeah, right. Or it's why a, it doesn't just say Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Or what, like, why is it on there four times? So I'm digging the internet. I'm oh. staying up late. Right. I can't go to sleep. I'm like, why is this poster designed wrong? Here's what I'm and thinking. Many- I'm thinking the idiot who, no idiot, the, the graphic designer who came up with that masthead thing was like, well, it just sort of fades in the back. It's like a big cool thing, and it'll just kind of go keep going backwards. And I thought it was. Well, I thought, it was, the, the I thought it was the bell. I thought it was the bell ring. Doesn't that how the, I imagine it's ding ding ding? ding. Oh, I don't. Know. Oh, <laughs> I, so, interesting. I don't know. So the best ex- explanation I can find is that uh, when you make a poster that says Rocky three three times. The way it looks is like you've spelled out KKK, and someone can circle <laughs> that. And All right, I can see these, that. I can see that. These movies already have a racism problem yeah. from the beginning, yeah. right? From from I'm before need the you first to go ahead movie and put ever an comes out. Rocky on there. Yeah. yeah. Well, look. I mean, he cut, maybe this is why the strategic placement of his body. He's covering the two other Ks. Covering yeah. two of the yeah. Ks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. But yeah. it is accurate to the film because the film tells me Rocky three 
I think three times before the movie actually starts. Oh my gosh. Right. No. right. Yeah. Like it you did, get like... it zipping across the screen and then you get it in like little MTV block letters in the bottom right corner. Yeah. Like, you... Didn't we already know this? I thought you already told me this was Rocky have, three. Have any of you ever seen a movie that begins with two separate montages? No, and not, no, not in the beginning, which really threw me. And I, and the one montage was just like a recap. Here's, here's Rocky too. And what happened last time on Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And that was very, that's, just, that's the credits, right? The credits roll. Yeah. But Almost it was, it was really montage. Yeah. Was, but then the other montage was like, here's what Sylvester Stallone has been doing. He was on the Muppet show and he was on <laughs> the tonight show. And <laughs> <laughs> well, they were using that to juxtapose it as like, hey, that was Rocky, not right. Sylvester right, Stallone. Of course. Yes. And when I saw the Muppet one, I went, wait, I don't remember him being on there. Did they do that just for this movie? But he had been. He was a, he was a guest on there. And, yeah. and we have to also recognize this film takes place in an alternate universe. And this this really got to me. In this alternate universe, pro wrestling is real. And <laughs> you don't have to sell your opponent's moves mm. in this universe. Yeah. In this universe, uh, a pro wrestler can actually do a superplex yeah, with you yeah. with you not participating. They can just do that. Mm -hmm. And that was that was bizarre to me mm. because it was hard to go back in time for it because you know like pro wrestling changed in the 90s and everyone started admitting it was this other kind of athletics uh, with you know theatrics and mm. and everyone agrees that the opponent has to sell uh, uh, his opponent's moves, and sure. so like it was just weird. We're wow, we're this this doesn't take place on Earth. It takes place in this other universe. You know, <laughs> it's very weird. And also, the, I don't, I didn't. I know that people think I'm crazy, especially because this is my favorite Rocky movie. But I do not remember Hulk Hogan being the wrestler. I just have no memory of it. So when he came on yeah, again, I, I went, oh shit! It's freaking Big Lips is him. What weird. <laughs> Thunder Lips. Thunder Lips. Thunder Lips. Okay, let's talk about Thunder Lips uh, as a uh, uh, as a as a wrestler name. Like how you want your wrestling name to be to be number one identifiable, but also to be a little bit menacing, mm -hmm. right? Like right. Andre the Giant and uh, the, the Undertaker. And Hogan, the Undertaker. Yeah. What does Thunder Lips tell you? Like that he's he's just gonna kiss you really hard and. Right, ladies right. man male specimen like, freaking the ultimate male yeah is that the deal this, is that what it's supposed that's to what be? they're like, supposed to do but what it doesn't do that for me men's lips in the 70s and i don't remember this <laughs> uh, well so, maybe so, because uh, we had uh, hot lips in the 70s for a match so maybe right was she was a woman the, and that was right, magic lips. That, yeah that you so know. this is this is the trope of the atrocious alias, right? Okay. And it's all over movies, especially action movies for some reason, like movies that have any kind of thrilling element or just outright, you know, car chases and stuff. They mm -hmm. seem to always have a person in them with an atrocious alias. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, I made a, a promise to someone, I don't remember who now, like five years ago that I would never men uh, mention Boogie Nights again on FilmSec, but I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the best ever atrocious alias examples is the name Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. pretty good. I mean, that is that is so freaking but lame. He's not, but he's not the opponent. I mean, he's the he's the main character that we're following. Okay, Guardians Two. We have Taserface. How about that? Okay, sure. Taserface. Taserface Taser is good. I'll accept Taserface. Well, but Taserface right. has comic origins, so it's, they weren't going to change it. You know, right? Like that character existed in the comics. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying there's precedence for that kind of lame name. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all right. Movie, How yeah. about McLovin from Superbad? Is that? <laughs> That's pretty That's bad. That's a good example, yeah. 
Okay. It's All not right. just pretty bad. That's super bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the judge will allow that hey, While we're um, on the subject of wrestlers, we we can't forget to mention Joey Image. Is he uh, He's getting married tomorrow, so congratulations. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Today. Congrats, uh, Joey. It's tomorrow. Yeah, I think. Sunday, I believe. T- Sunday. I thought he said Sunday. Sunday. I thought he said Sunday. No, I thought he did. Nobody gets married on a well, Sunday. Eh, Maybe you're right. I performed, one on a, <laughs> I performed one on a Tuesday once. That was weird. So, Tuesday. You never know. Congratulations to our friend, but Joey, don't listen to this part. Hulk Hogan is one of our worst living human beings. He's <laughs> yeah. like a real life villain. Like seriously, in real life, Hulk well, yeah. is a vile human being. Yeah. And it's it's one of those weird things that when you're watching this movie, you have to take your brain back in time. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it's hard. Like I, you know, like knowing that Hulk Hogan is freaking evil <laughs> in real life like i because i want to access some of that you know because he's a bad guy in the movie you kind of want to access a little bit of it <laughs> but no he's not hulk hogan in this movie he's thunderlips yeah. this is a, this is a it's still kind of it still kind of right. works as the way they're booing for him and stuff like i felt all right about booing for that right. guy it was all right well he was one of the he was one of the few wrestlers that 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 made that change right because he was like a good guy for a longest time and then he came a bad guy mm-hmm. in the wrestling world now i don't know anything about oh, hulk i don't he? know anything about hulk hogan's uh real life i can't say whether he's trash or not i, I don't know i don't read anything about him i don't, don't know anything about him i just enjoy a stupid uh suburban commando thing you didn't uh hear about any of the gawker stuff the just i i saw headlines like okay whatever uh, wrestler mad at uh, other gossip <laughs> mag i could that's as much trash as i don't just want to push that it's over just in track. wrestler mad at gossip mag yeah right nah. i feel like i i feel like i wish i was you because yeah, I, right. all of that did me no good there was no edifying of my soul to be found yeah. in the gawker right. versus uh what's his real name shithead mcgee uh, terry balea terry terry v terry balea mess was one of the my least favorite things I ever had to even bother with, so I I kind of envy Dunaway's ignorance in this case. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, even remember him being a bad guy though in wrestling. Like I thought, yeah, he, was he started always... wearing all black and everything, yeah. and he started oh, really? he started dyeing his his. He had like dyed his hair black and his, his goatee was still so, blonde or something. I think, so did he just stop dyeing his hair blonde? Is that... No, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. no. <laughs> when he when he moved from WWF to WCW in the nineties. There right. was this whole bad boys of wrestling thing going on. And he started like they were all doing this thing where they were all having these ridiculous black, like painted beards. And so his whole look changed to black. Oh, and tell me seemed, he did like mirror universe, Star Trek. Uh, bad, that's bad what they were all doing. Every, oh, every awesome. one of these okay. guys that were called the NWO. And <sighs> it was just like the. Thing. Why did I never get into wrestling? Yeah, no, I it sounds imagine. great. Yeah, no, it doesn't it sound wonderful. Hey, that stuff, you can watch all that stuff on YouTube. You want to have a fun day? Well, that's what you do. You go back and watch that old wrestling crap on YouTube. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Know. Monster anyway, trucks? Hulk Hogan's just a rotten human being. And it, like in, in real life, and, and I, I agree with Scott. I wish I didn't know. I wish I hadn't followed the nonsense of that trial yeah. because it was so bad. Like, yeah. it's like, it, it, like, how do we let him live, you know? And uh, this, wow, I just I just can't movie. understand this hate. I, I just thought it was I just thought it was a tiff because they had some they had some compromising videos of him or something and that he he was against them and wanted to shut them down. I, I didn't know it was anything. Oh, he's all that. he's all N words and, and uh, oh, affairs wow. with his best friend's wife and just a, he's gross. 
See, I did good. Yeah, you Avoid. did good. There's, you avoided it. Well done. Like, did good there's until now. <laughs> if you really want to read about him and Peter Thiel going to court and making no. up no, this entire not. huge lie about you can be two people at once, yeah. is it like it's it's insane. There's great uh, articles out there like that run down the whole thing. But in this movie, he's amazing. Like he is yeah. perfect. They couldn't have. I was thinking about who were all the pro wrestlers back then, and they could have gotten Andre the Giant. They could have gotten all kinds of people. But mm -hmm. man, he was amazing. And specifically, I think he was cast because he's a foot taller than Stallone. Yeah, and yeah. that alone made it so. Why fun are you measuring my tits? Well, we need to see if your eyes will meet. Rockies. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that was weird because I don't think of Stallone as shorter, although just about everybody in Hollywood is, but I don't think of him as that much shorter. And so seeing those two eye to eye and not right. know and not you know, not a close up, but them standing next to each other, not on top of something to make it seem worse. Mm. Legitimately He's seven uh, foot tall, uh, right? Hulk Hogan six, somewhere around there. No, he's like know. six four. He's like my height. Six, but, four? Oh, really? But an oh, act, I guess but that was just, I guess that was just playing up in the in the in the movie, yeah, well, in the movie, it says seven tall. foot. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah. He's he's like he's six, four, six and, four. But that's the thing compared to the rest of Hollywood. All tall people are just gargantuan. Well, and right. all his all his life, Stallone has been pushing this lie that he's five foot ten. Mm -hmm. And of course, he's not at all. He's not even mm -hmm. close. And you just like anytime you get a picture of him like on the red carpet and he's next to Tom Cruise, he's the same height as Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is at least three inches shorter than 5'10", and that they all wear those lifts, you know, those shoes that have the yeah. huge high heel Soles, for men. Yeah. Uh -huh. By the way, Tom Cruise only uh, two foot three inches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two foot three totally inches. True. All tooth, all middle tooth. I'm, just it's, about. All on, it's on his Wikipedia page. I'm writing it right now. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Get that anyway. IMDb uh, trivia as well. Eh? I want that stuff to be <laughs> well, yes. remain the as accurate as possible. Only if you guys click it and say that you found it useful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for for example, okay, let's talk about height uh, some more. Uh, during the making of Rocky Three, eighty two, which is one that came out, a nine foot tall, one hundred and fifty pound or one thousand five hundred pound bronze statue was designed by A. Thomas Schoenberg and placed at the top of the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Arts. After filming wrap, Sylvester Stallone tried to donate the statue to the museum, but they said they didn't want nope, it. Nope. They're like, we don't want this thing. It sparked a huge debate between the museum and the city's art commission about what constituted art. The museum claimed that the statue was nothing more than a movie prop and didn't want it. Local people were outraged, and the statue was ultimately placed in front of the Wachovia Spectrum in South uh, Philadelphia. It was later returned to the art museum for the filming of Rocky V in 1990, uh, after which it was again moved back to the Spectrum. Later, the statue Isn't was it? put into storage and then moved to a park uh, at the foot of the famous stairs leading to the Philadelphia Museum of Arts. That's where it is today. So It's, it's interesting how... Uh, occasionally something will come along that bucks uh, common sense and where, where things have been, not necessarily common sense, but where, where things have been art-wise because mm -hmm. no one really considered Rocky III any type of art at the time. But as you get further away from it, you start realizing that it was, it was a piece. It was, it was something that was forming uh, and changing the landscape. Yeah, and uh, but Rocky, now it seems like art. It's the right? Rocky legacy is what that thing represents in 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 retrospect. Like if you're going to have a giant right. Rocky statue, now would be the time that you'd put it up and say, just like you know the RoboCop statue that's in Detroit. Mm -hmm. That's even right. dumber in my opinion. A freaking RoboCop. Like how stupid is that? But <laughs> you know it means something because your city was a big part of that. It movie represents, and, yeah, exactly. Sure, Detroit needs something like that. So if I were 
if I were Philadelphia, I think it'd be great to say, yeah, we got all this other stuff. Plus, you know, we're kind of into Rocky here. That's fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong people with that. Definitely, people definitely had a, a love-hate relationship when these movies were coming out, especially like three, mm. because uh, I think everybody wanted to love them, but it was kind of getting to be a bit much. And we were all kind of like Rocky burnout. And we it was were, a little cartoony, we like, yeah, right? We were starting to get cartoony yeah. with it. Yep. And that's what I would say about this, this particular movie. They got one foot in each half. They got the artistic half still trying to make its way. And they got this foot in this other half. And the artistic half had great moments. Like uh, Mickey's death was pretty damn good like really affecting and fantastic other than rocky's weird cry was weird but the the actual like you know him leaving and him telling him that they won even though he didn't and saying you know the knockout was in two rounds which is all true but it was on the other side like it was very affecting stuff Pinocchio, your nose will grow don't tell the lies man it was really good and then on the other hand and on the other hand you got mohawk man you know b.a baracus over there just hamming it up (laughs) And you were, and you had no idea that Rocky Four, which would be just around the corner, would have yeah. a a robot servant in it. So, oh, right. yeah. So yeah. that was when we were done. That's when I went. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I know Rocky Four made Rocky Three look like high art, right? Yeah. But I, Her, I gotta say though, got out just in time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rocky Four though, I have love for Rocky Four because I have more fun watching Rocky Four than just about any of the rest of them. Now, I don't necessarily say it's the best one. It's just I think it's the most fun for I'll me. Give you, I'll give you that. There's a good time to be had. And, you know, it's again, they, they lean full into the cartoon world yeah. and it's okay to enjoy that. But it wouldn't be until Rocky Balboa that it was like, and five was just abysmal. Five was just a bad yeah. film. Tommy Gunn. Yeah. Come on, Tommy Gunn. That was shit. Um, you like my son, except you ain't my son. <laughs> well, there's, there's, <laughs> there's three spots in this movie where the actors have to actually act. And yeah. like you, re- you remember, oh, Stallone actually writes dialogue. It's not just montages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, when he follows uh, Mickey to the mansion, and Mickey's packing his bags, and they talk to each other, and the, you know the truth is born. And then there's uh, him and Carl Weathers uh, realizing that he doesn't have it in him, that he's afraid. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There's that whole thing. And then there's the immediate scene after that where he and Talia Shire have to actually act outside. And, you know, she does, she has all the dialogue there. And those three scenes, like, are a reminder that this is actual filmmaking. They're yeah. doing, yeah. they're yeah. doing the, the, it's not just a boxing movie, you know? And, like, that's the, that's the problem with these things is it, we too easily just look back and go, oh, right. And there were some boxing movies, you know, like, no, like, Stallone actually cares about dialogue and cares about acting. It's just hard to place it in, in amongst all of the montages and all of the sounds of a snare drum when someone lands a punch you know? well, that's yeah, why that's right. why i would highly recommend people watch rocky balboa because it's a return yeah. to that but and it's one of it's get, some of his best work ever like straight up right a, a but do you get movie. excited as you do in rocky three i'm sitting here watching this uh, rocky three with headphones on because i'm trying to be kind of quiet uh, because everybody else is is slumbering yeah and so i'm watching rocky three with my headphones on and i find myself uh, in the fight, kind of like when I do in a good horror movie. When I say good, I mean bad. Uh, I'm like Rocky, pick up your gloves, man. Block, block. Mm, I'm just, right. I'm like, I'm just like practically screaming in, in on the inside at my screen for him to just, you know, put his hands up, mm-hmm. block. Oh my God, will you just please block? Yeah, no. And there I, was, there's some. If of a that... movie can make you emotionally feel that way, that's that's an amazing. I, I still say the fights in Rocky are some of the most, the best choreographed fight scenes in film. But yeah. the sound work in this movie is really abysmal. It's very bad. Oh, um, the, the, right. 
the yeah. foley or the it's it's not even Voice foley work stuff. because you want to add foley noises for things that are really happening yeah. and not right. this <laughs> yeah. yeah every time uh, so clever lang takes a swing and every swing and every hit is the same exact mm-hmm. sound i almost brought right. down a watermelon uh that i could slap uh on the show here but uh <laughs> but we ate it this week <laughs> oh <laughs> Oh, that's that, too bad. We, now, didn't get to, we didn't get Ibit slapping the watermelon. Okay. I know. Sounds it's, like a uh, euphemism, doesn't it? No, <laughs> right. Did 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 uh did Stallone also edit the movie? I know he acted, starred in it, but did he edit because there was some interesting edits. There was some there was some voiceover work, but he whoever did the editing also did some uh, audio shifting. So like uh, sometimes it would be entering a building and they may like shift the audio from something that was obviously recorded on the in the movie, yeah, but happened at a later time, already inside the already inside the oh, building. Yeah, yeah. If that okay. makes sense, he a little shifting he, on the audio time shifting. He doesn't have edit credit, was, but I guarantee he was in you know poking his head in there all probably the time. So, probably yeah. so. What are you doing in there? What's, what's going on? Uh, uh. It's it's weird how this <laughs> film does this riches to rags thing about his training after he uh-huh. loses his belt, because yeah. it, like. I, I understand, but he, he on the script it's way too far, way too far. You don't either direction. You don't go. No one. I don't care how famous and rich you are. No one would have established that hotel ballroom training nonsense. No one ever. <laughs> and then on the other end, no one would have gone to a place where it's so flea infested and and you know like dirty like just dirty dirty there's no way like even in the early 80s that they go to la and they go to like the worst imaginable back alley gym yeah and right makes magic mix place look clean right Mm -hmm. yeah they check into the hotel it's not even a hotel i don't know what it is they check into some like hostel you know, it's like, wh- what? What? They have all this money. I don't understand what's happening. Well, the goal was... Rock I, had to get back, right? Yeah, they had to get back okay. to his basics, and I get I get why they were doing that. I felt like they kind of laid it on a little thick, for sure. But I, I, I get yeah. the point. Like, when they were showing the montage of him working out in the ballroom with all the fans and the dancing ladies and everything else, which is super stupid, uh, then they would cut to Clever Lang in some dirty, dank basement pull, doing pull-ups doing, on pipes. Doing his, yeah, doing his Rocky, Yeah, right? Yeah, which was effective in the mm-hmm. sense that i was like oh yeah he's gonna win this fight <laughs> like yeah he's, this is gonna be one of those where mm-hmm. i remember even as you know a kid going oh yeah this mr t is gonna win this yeah. this particular fight and then probably by the end he'll get to try again but this is it he's done and i right. and, and i haven't even said it yet on the show but this was my first time viewing rocky three i mean oh. I pretty much new i, I knew all right mr t's in this new clubber lang but that's really about all i knew about it um but I kind of could have written this. <laughs> like, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but I could have basically said, all right, uh, Rocky full of himself after uh, being on top, uh, gets complacent, gets the crap beat out of him, and uh, comes back stronger and harder in the yeah. end. Yeah. So then, then a bit, what was like confusing or, or, you know, like hard to understand about this? There was nothing hard to understand about this film. I haven't even seen Rocky Two, and there was nothing that I couldn't. I felt like I saw yeah, Rocky Two yeah. because you see the first, uh, the last five minutes of Rocky Two at the beginning of Rocky Three. Yeah, um, you saw the important but, bits of Rocky One and Two, actually. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you get you get Rocky One, right? Yeah. Adrian, I did it, Adrian. I did it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's totally um, it. But I have seen Rocky One, and you know, I've seen Five, Four, Three. No, I guess I haven't seen Five yet. You, no, we saw no, five we, together. We, we watched it. five. 
Did five. we sack five? Okay, yeah. I remember four. I didn't remember five. Five but, is uh, very bad. Five is a mistake. Maybe I completely blocked five out of my... Oh, yeah, I do remember five now. Five, anyway. five is when they abandon it until, the you know, 2012 or something. Right. Like they were like, right. this is very bad. We should not have done this. And then Stallone's like, I'm going to go do a million other things and not this. And then... <laughs> I'll return to it when I'm old. <laughs> and I and I highly recommend not what I, I don't know if I recommend it for film sack because I think it's just too good of a straight up movie. But Rocky Balboa is awesome. Yeah, Rocky Six is a is is actually a good film film. Like you could even drop all of the boxing out of it and just watch what remains and it's a good movie. Yeah. There's uh, not much boxing in, in it even. It's like not my, even about the boxing so the, much. The thing I would want to sack it for is that Stallone famously did steroids like a fiend before filming that movie, and you can tell. Yeah, it's like all over mm-hmm. that film that oh, this is what a an actor looks like when they've been roided out to the nth degree. Yeah, his testicles but, are like dried up tiny little blueberries, ooh, just little 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 raisins. <laughs> yeah, little raisins. <laughs> They're hard. They're hard raisins. You could hit them with a hammer, and they just go ding ding. Yeah, that's how that went. Um, yeah, if if I had a recommendation for the listeners, it would be do not discount that as a weird like late life return to, you know, attempted return to glory because it actually is good in the same way that Creed was was very good and Sylvester Stallone's it was barely a role. It's more of a cameo, but it was a strong one in that movie. Is also an excellent follow up to all of this. Uh, Creed's great. Creed is. An, I haven't seen the new Creed. The What's it called? The one where he fights Drago's kid or Creed nephew two? or something? Yeah, Creed. Is it just Creed 2? I think it's just Creed 2, right? Just Creed like two, Rocky. Yeah. yeah, like Rocky, Rocky 2. And it's Creed. like Michael uh, B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's movie with, uh, and, and the kid is, or the guy, his opponent is Drago's kid, right? Isn't right. that the whole schmear there? I love that idea. And I guess speaking Stallone's of, on that again. Speaking of Apollo, oh, man, them legs. Yeah, man. If I had them legs, oh, those are some, yeah. those are some sweet legs, man. I mm-hmm. wear some shorty shorts too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, going going especially back like twenty years, there was always this, uh, you know, Carl Weathers versus Billy D. Williams thing. Sorry, <laughs> there's that's not a contest. Carl Weathers is a beast. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is a beast. My gosh, dude, mm-hmm. I didn't, yeah. I had forgotten because these days you see him in a big overcoat and a you know, in a hat and that's all he wears. And he's probably just like a big pair under there. I don't know. But in this thing, <laughs> holy shit, he is, he is freaking ripped when he is yelling at yeah. Stallone for not keeping up with his punches or whatever, getting all angry acting and stuff. He is just a big pulsing man muscle, man muscle, ultimate man. <laughs> he is so big in this. It's Jamie, I know you don't do clips from uh, other shows, but, uh, he does actually. I got some for you. I got oh, some. That's right. That's from core yeah. and stuff. Yeah, okay. he's got he's the film sack before as well, so he'll he'll do it. But anyway, now you're making me want to see Creed too because I I've yet to see him fight the uh, the Drago kid. I kind of want to see. And you know that what's his name's in that too. Uh, Dolph Lundgren is a as a retired yeah, old boxer. Yeah, I just I'm sad to know because of the uh, facts of Rocky Four that Apollo Creed can't be in any of these movies. Right. That makes me sad because I, I really like Carl Weathers. Yeah. I really, I feel like he is so perfect for this role. Like in the previous films, he plays a, a showboat, right? And then he gets dethroned and he gets a little humility. And like, I love this. I, everything, this is Rocky three is Apollo Creed's best movie. Mm. Wow. Mm. Okay. Did you guys see, um, uh, did you ever see, did we watch action Jackson here on the show? No, but we should. Hold on, no. is that true? No. Are we sure we didn't? I'm pretty I sure we did. No, we I've talked never, about I've it. I've never seen Action Jackson. We talked so. about it, but we never got to do it. Okay, let me look here because I swear I've 
I swear we yes we did the, do it. We list. did do it back in 5, 26, <laughs> 11, 2011, <laughs> Yeah, episode seventy five, the one about Action Jackson. We totally did. I could, if you asked me was today, I, I'd be with Ibbot. I've never seen Action yeah. Jackson. Was I was I there that week? You were there. All of us were there. Yeah, Action. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah I remember wow, us talking. I remember us talking about Vanity. That's the only thing I remember from that episode was oh, that we talked about. Oh yeah, she was the girlfriend in that, wasn't uh, wasn't she? Yeah, there's also a hold on. I want to find this line, Jackson. I think I saved. It. Oh, this is like 77. I wasn't even paying attention when we were back on 77. Right? Is that right? 75. 75. 75. Oh my gosh! You were, you were so cogent and, and yeah, you were with him. I was totally that. That was back in my he's yeah. He's kidding. Come on. He's okay, kidding. here's here's that the was, that was my Xanax days. Everything a, was Xanax. Right. <laughs> I have a clip from it here. Where the hell is Jackson? Where the hell is Jackson? Remember that clip? Uh, That's from that movie. Nice. Well, anyway. I kind of thought we hadn't seen it either. But anyway, Action yeah. Jackson from 88. <laughs> I felt like there was a moment in time there where Carl Weathers was looking like a, you know, a hot new star. Things were going to go his way. And then it just kind of petered out. And it kind of bumped yeah, me Yeah, people just weren't writing roles for him. Yeah. You know, like there just was like Predator. Like, Predator is the perfect example. He's amazing. But he's in a, a, a all-star cast, right? And yeah. it's a cast of characters that all get killed off real quickly, right? I do love him in that. He's the one that gets his arm blown off, and he's like shooting his other gun with the one arm he has left while his stump's flailing in the air. Why haven't we done Predator? <laughs> what is wrong with us? That we Ooh, haven't I got done. Predator in 3D. I don't want to say that we haven't done Predator, because maybe we've done Predator. <laughs> yeah, we could have. We've done like three Predator movies. No, so I don't know. hold on. We've done I used Predators. I to watch Predator just about every six months. It's been a while. Yeah, here are the two I don't pre- think we've done the first Predator. Here are the two Predator movies. We did Predators uh, 145. That was back in 2012. Yeah, we did we, Predators. Yeah, I knew and we did uh, a year before that, we did the one about Predator 2. So we've done the uh, Danny... Tom, Glover. Glover, right, Glover Glover yes yeah we should do the first predator what is wrong with us we suck mm-hmm. what's wrong why are we bad at this this why be- are we so bad yeah why are we terrible because that's that seems like an egregious error on our part that we haven't done predator yet anyway I would love to watch that but yeah Carl Weathers man he's good in this and uh I don't know that his acting was super top-notch in this but I'd like the way the role went like it was a right his enthusiasm is all he really needed he he needed to be frustrated with Rocky like we as an audience were frustrated with Rocky. Yeah. So that he played that role very well. And we never find out who won that fight, the favor fight at the end. We don't know. Of course it was a draw. Yeah. But I mean they like hugged, it, and they hugged for a long time yeah, at the end. I'm in sure. slow motion. Yeah. In slow motion. I'll, yeah. I'll guarantee you they uh they sloppily smacked each other on the side of the face. Right after, like I, I'll guarantee it. Like the way, the way, like they, they you can tell they went in and were like, okay, we're gonna actually throw punches that land. We're actors, right. so we don't know how to do that. So mm-hmm. we're just gonna go for it. Hope we get it on the first take. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Now I've seen a lot of horror movies, so I have a good idea of what a lot of, uh, you know, makeup blood and you know fake blood is made out of. But what what do they make the flop sweat out of? Because there's mm. a lot of flop sweat in this, and I'm just curious. Is Carol there a guy syrup just and vinegar? Carrot <laughs> syrup and vinegar. Oh, gosh, dang it, dude! That I sounds that. horrible. <laughs> Ugh, that would smell when, bad. When Polly gets it spit on him, that's why he jumps back. So, oh, <laughs> oh, you can't. You mention gross moment. So hold on. Oh, yeah, that's the moment of gross. I and apparently I that was it. not planned. It was a goof, and they kept it in. So his upsetness at being spit on like that was real. Right. I, I get I get it, man. Yeah. I get it, Polly. I'm with you. Yeah. I caught another goof and I was surprised it's not on IMDB. Uh 
there's a spot early in the movie where Rocky and Mickey are in the corner and something's happening Nobody in the middle puts of the Rocky ring. In a corner. <laughs> and Rocky Rocky is going to go to the middle of the ring. He wants to take Mickey with him. Mm-hmm. And Stallone says, "Come on, Burgess." And it was oh, like really clear as day. Clear really? As day. Come he on, said, Burgess. "Come on, Burgess?" Yeah. Oh, just I like missed that. it. I missed that. Shoot. And I like I went back and I'm like and and I turned on the closed captioning and the closed captioning mysteriously disappears for that line. Weird. That line is not captioned. And I'm here to tell you, everything in this movie is subtitled. Like, oh, yeah. Things, yeah. like things people are shouting in a crowd are mm-hmm. subtitled in this movie. Yeah. But mysteriously, when he says, come on, Burgess, there's not, that's not subtitled. So it's a clear goof. How well, on? and how much of this movie do you think is really scripted? Because it very much feels like it's... All right, well, what we want to do in this scene is basically end up with da-da-da-da-da happening. Yeah. Uh, get there however you want. Because it feels like there's a lot of that thing you do when you're when you're improving where you repeat stuff a lot. I'll fight you right. tomorrow. 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 I'll fight you tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll do it. Yeah. I'll fight you right. tomorrow. And, and that's fine because he act, since he, he's, he wrote and he's directing it, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess he can kind of make that call on the fly. He's like, oh, you... You get the character. Let's just roll with it. Let's I mean, especially yeah, with the the fighting and the yelling and the sort of smack talk stuff. I'll bet none of that's scripted. I think that's just them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's stuff where Mister T was yelling at the at the unveiling of the statue that I think was probably shut up, scripted. man. Yeah, <laughs> some of that was probably scripted, but uh, I, I love seeing him brood in the audience and everything. Oh, yeah, like great, he does. Just he just like just shows up, just stands there, scratching and his nose, glares at him. That's, yeah. It's by far the most unrealistic thing in the movie. Yeah. It's the way the way that Clubber Lang treats his own fans, like yeah, that right. because he doesn't he doesn't ever gain any. Like he he's in he's always present. <laughs> everything Rocky right. does, how how yeah. is he always present? It's almost like and a, yet it's he a doesn't stalk, have fans. It's like a stalker movie weird yeah Just, well he's he's like a and the whole thing is he's kind of like a he's a bad wrestler right i mean that's essentially his character role he's he's a boxer but he really displays the portrays the the bad guy wrestler sort of i mean he came from so my understanding is that dude outside of that reality show randy brought up earlier before that he was a bouncer in a bar and then that's where mm-hmm. he got noticed and then said hey you should do some of this stuff and things kind of just went from there he was also ripped like a monster in this just like i forget in my memory he wasn't that buff in this thing he looked like you know what 1.5 percent body fat or something just insane amount of rip and same with rocky all of them they're all just beasts in this thing which it really adds to it like as, as much as some of the stuff doesn't hold up and the hairdos are bad and the 80s looking house kind of sucks and all that stuff the the just the shape these guys are in really helps sell it and uh right. maybe that's true of all the rocky movies but in three in particular i feel like i, don't know, I just feel like everybody's top of their game kind of thing yeah it helps mm-hmm. uh clever lang by the way okay so the, he has story after this but stallone's never put it on film stallone says clever lang later became a boarding egg christian and is a ringside announcer in the future no, I like that. <laughs> yep. I love that we've got like I paid a fool, don't believe in Christ. Clubber Langlore. Yeah. Well, it's because all of these, Brian, all these movies have novelizations, in yeah. case you didn't know. Yeah. All well, of these every movies. Every movie in the 70s and 80s did, didn't it? I mean, they did. And so and so Stallone had oversight of the these extended stories. Like they he the novelization had a backstory for Mr. T that you got to I'm sorry, Clubber Lang that you got mm-hmm. to find out about. And then 
you know, an afterword and so on. And he would add to them later, like 10 years later, Stallone was still like, like he was like JK Rowling is on Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Extended Rocky universe. Mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) Uh, According to an interview given by Mr. T, he attended the movie's premiere with his mother who famously, he has that that song, treat your mother, right? Treat her, right? That thing. Oh yeah. Right. Anyway, he took her to that. And during the scene where he yells lurid remarks at Adrian, uh, where he's going, hey, pretty woman, well, meet me back at my place. Show you what a real man yeah. looks like. Yeah. You, don't be a fool. Come with me, whatever. Uh, his mother turned to him and said, I did not raise you to talk to a lady like yeah. that. And she stormed out of the theater. I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope that that's true, but I don't know if it is. And then, so here's a great piece of trivia, because I was talking to Ibbot about this very song like two days ago. The song titled You're the Best, performed by Joe Esposito, oh, was recorded yeah. for this movie. It was meant for this movie. Stallone didn't really? like it. Yeah, he rejected it in favor of Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. Uh, You're the Best was later used by the Karate Kid in 84, a couple of years later. All right. Uh, yeah. Coincidentally, Survivor performed the theme song, The Moment of Truth for the Karate Kid. So that's kind of funny. But both, both songs are good, but I definitely think Eye of the Tiger is more appropriate. It's, uh... Rising up. I mean, the problem, the problem with Eye of the Tiger is I... Th- I think of it outside of the movie too much. Whereas yeah. uh, you're the best. I think of as absolutely a montage in a fighting movie. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Like yeah. I, the tiger can I, the live tiger. outside of the movie. It can, it can exist. Yeah, and it's odd how they did because it was 82. I would have assumed that they would have uh, had a music video, which I made a couple years later that would have been, you know, shots from the movie, but it's not, it's just them walking just them down the street, singing. by the way, yeah. dorkiest keyboardist ever. Yep. Sorry, yep. but he is. Yep. Sorry, keyboard man. You're fits, pretty bad. So, fits fits right so, in with my crowd. Yep. We would have oh, totally so do do any of you have favorite walkout songs for fighters? Um like this could be wrestling, this could be boxing, this could be UFC. They all have their walkout songs. You might remember right. for twenty years or something, Hulk Hogan had his song, uh, uh Real American and this kind of right. thing. Any anybody? I mean, you gotta go you gotta go A C D C or Ozzy Osbourne, right? I mean, those are your oh, right. thing. Okay. Back right. in Black or uh, yeah. TNT or something yeah, like that. Just, yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna whoop down on you. Here it comes. Yeah, I think ACDC is a good call. Um, I can't think of anyone's mm-hmm. actual one, so I couldn't really pick a favorite. But if yeah. I was gonna have one, it'd be like it'd be like ACDC probably. And you could almost go with anything. TNT's. I great, followed. Back I followed Black. the UFC real closely for a while. And uh, Michael Bisping coming out to the Blur song, song number two. Is that the song? Is that the name yeah. of it? Yeah. Woo-hoo. Blur song number two. All right. two. That's just say what you say when you've dropped a good number two. You go, woohoo. At least I do. Uh, all right. Is that, check- from the, is that from the splashback or is that from just. That's the splashback. Release. Always. Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, the release. <laughs> Morgan Freeman auditioned for the role of Clever Lang's trainer. Didn't get it, but. Uh, I can see that. Uh, this, that sounds like a little fakeness, though, to me. Well, it could let's be. T- like let's, let's take a moment for Tony Burton. That guy is amazing. Yeah, but he hardly he, had anything he, to do like, in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a lot more involved in the next one because he becomes sort of the replacement, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. his fighter dies, and Rocky's trainer is now dead, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's just a it's a perfect match. But man, Tony Burton's so good. Yeah. I want him in everything. Yeah, he is good. I think Creed Apollo Creed got stupid in the fourth movie. Like in this one, he's so level-headed and so like mm-hmm. learned right, his yeah. lessons and 
and now I'm post retirement and I've got a new the lease on life. You know, I mean, he's yeah. And then he gets maybe into that, the next movie. Maybe that final, maybe that final punch from Rocky from three, just you know, <laughs> like well, what we don't see after the credits yeah. roll and that yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. ding 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 fight. I guess yeah. Honestly, the question, because who won? Because in four, Rocky. he puts on the stupid hat and the dumb shorts and the right all that and goes out there and just immediately dies in the at the hand of a Russian psychopath. So it's just dumb how that all turned out. Ah, four, dude. Four. I'm so conflicted on four. Well, uh, I just want to say one more thing about Tony Burton. He was on an episode of The A-Team. Mm. He was on an episode of TJ Hooker. Mm. He was on an episode of uh, Airwolf. And he was on an episode of The Fall Guy. Wow. That is amazing. That is pretty that great. Is, that is a fantastic 80s TV career right there. Yeah, that's a nice resume. I'd, I'd hire that guy <laughs> for all those things. <laughs> for all those things. Uh, check this out. Um when Rocky and Apollo are about to fight at the end there, mm-hmm. uh, Rocky says, right, yeah, Rocky says, boy, you really move good for an older guy. In real life, Carl Weathers is two years younger than Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, really interesting. Mm, throwing it out there. And then uh, it says here that for the role of Rocky, they almost hired Sylvester Stallone to be in that role. Interesting. Hmm. I only say that because IMD is always full of shit. Yeah, they always right, say that. Yeah. Yes. yeah, they almost hired uh, freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Rocky. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I had a little twinge of excitement when they got into that arcade in the beginning, and Paulie was kind of oh, that was so good. Yeah, perusing all the old uh, arcade machines, the old yeah. video games. Yeah. Oh. They even they even showed us Paulie's quick, drunken walk, quick screen grab of. Um, uh, Crazy Climber, one of my favorite games of the early '80s. Yep. No one, no one, and uh, Star Castle. Oh, Star Castle, so good. I loved Star Castle. Yeah. Star so good. Castle. Of all of those, I know you're a huge Tempest fan, but I think of all the all of those um, vector games. Vectors. I think that might be mine. I'd love let's, Star Castle. But let's talk about that pinball machine. That was a real thing. Yeah, real they machine. destroyed a real Rocky pinball machine, mm-hmm. and man, it just kills me because, like, now there's. <laughs> Who knows how few there are that are, you know, up and working. Oh, yeah. But if you want to buy one, you're going to have to fork over like 10 grand. Like those are special. Yeah. They're no, made... Polly, no. That was... <laughs> well, that was probably a broken one because like the, uh, the lights didn't work. It was a whole bunch of problems with that thing. Yeah. Like, maybe and then, it was then all a... of a sudden after he smashes it, numbers come up. I think it was, I think it was broken. Yeah. It was already That's broken. That's were, what I want to say. They are. They were right. going to just trash it. What I want to believe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Gottlieb <laughs> made that in 82, uh, I just put a link in our Discord if you want to see that thing up close. But, yep, I think it was legit, legit uh, game. I think I've even played it once, but I've not seen one in years, so who knows. If- I'm trying to pull it up, and all I still got is that thing that Ibit sent from the porno thing. Thanks. So. Yeah. <laughs> the Italians. Porno proibitio. Let's try this again. There we go. Oh, look at that. That's smooth. Yeah. Like I said, apparently uh, during the 80s, it was hard to capture uh, Balboa's likeness. Everybody had trouble, apparently. Just Oh, yeah. Yeah, doesn't look like him. Why is that? I mean, I've seen so, uh, what's his name, my favorite mad artist of all time, Mort Drucker, used to do a killer Stallone, but nobody else yeah, had I, to. I don't, I don't understand why everybody in this movie is funny looking to me. Like everybody, <laughs> Talia Shire looks funny to me, and Burgess Meredith looks funny to me, and like everybody, Mister, of course, Mister T and Hulk Hogan are trying to look funny. Like it's weird. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. there's it's not a, a there's not a person in this movie that's just like you know plain. It's, eight, it's eighty two, man. There's something up. There's something weird with 82 in general. And I don't mean just this movie. I mean, like, all across the board. That year made people look funny. I don't, well, I don't know why. It was, it probably was a time before uh, 
not probably it definitely was a time before we had said oh no no all of our actors have to be super gorgeous and pretty and it's like no no talia shire is like a really good actress who maybe is not you know cover girl cosmopolitan whatever supermodel but uh uh but is a good actress good enough actress and that was a time would we put a little bit more um a little bit more stock in that. I know I'm getting off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, no, stay on it, my friend. Hey, I thought the seventies had a lot of, I thought it was mid eighties when we started going back to pretty people because the seventies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we also that, had different ideas of what was attractive in the seventies. That, um, that old, uh, thing at Nick and Larry's house or whatever the, his porny, porny thing. Yeah. I thought that was just them kidding around. Or like it was just sort of like erotic or something. Don't do an image right. search of that movie. Good. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. that's there. That was full on. That's not. Hey, you're forcing me to do an image search. Oh, right. Look what, Look what you did. <laughs> Don't think of a white horse. Yeah. Oh, all I can think of is a white horse now. Betray yeah. you. It's not good. I didn't want to go there, but I did. Oh boy. All right. Well, there's that. That's the thing. Uh, let's see. Any other trivia here that matters? No, not really. Okay. How about this? Uh, uh, where is it? Uh, oh, I wrote, he's sure. Okay, this goes to Rand- Randy's uh, opener. He sure liked to fight black guys, I wrote. It's, yeah, the whole, in- it's the whole thing for the first three films. Like that, the point of four is to get away from, and even four starts out by killing the black boxer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the it, they have a, just a racism problem. Uh, the first movie, especially because it's about. Uh, a white heavyweight, you know, uh, trying to overcome a, a, a system that's completely uh, embodied by black men and always has been. Like the heavyweight championship of the world has been held by black men, you know, 89 out of the last hundred years. And so, like, there's a racism problem. And then they they don't do anything to fix it, right? In the second film, they just stick with it. And then in the third film, my gosh, I mean, the portrayal of Clubber Lang in this film. Uh, you know, nowadays would be considered very problematic. I'm sure at the time, no one really thought about it. Yeah, that was my impression at the time was that this is no big deal, but it's starting to look like Rocky only. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It's a weird, mm-hmm. weird decision. They were they're handpicked Rocky, handpicked black people. Because there, because <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of there are plenty of moments in Rocky films where there's a lots lots of sort of inclusion as if there is no racial divide or or frustration or anything like they're just but then there's out. the moment where uh what's his name the brother-in-law uh they go into the gym in la and what's his name paulie is just like uh getting really i'm feeling like i'm gonna say the n-word if you don't stop me yeah yeah they, well that was actually good because i i felt like stallone recognized that there was still you know that that racial divide but he he kind of stood up for you know, uh, uh, away yes. from Polly, saying, "Polly, no, come on, Polly, be your family." But God, you're such a jerk. Mm-hmm. But, yes, uh, you was... can tell the character of Polly means something to Stallone because yeah. he he's constantly returning to it and having. Uh, you can't Balboa. pick your family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's his brother-in-law. Though, brother-in-law. Right? Yeah. So I guess you could, but then you'd have to. I don't know. I feel like you get a little leeway on the brother-in-laws. If he's really driving you nuts. Like if you got a brother-in-law every Christmas just sits around talking about how he hates Indian people or something. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of avoid that guy. You don't have to. 
Yeah. You know what kind of you know what kind of broke for me though in that scene is the fact that uh, Polly was apparently playing what he quotes is the jungle music, uh, it, but they never played it. There was playing you know Eye of the Tiger and yeah, songs right. such as right. that. I'm like, right. I want to hear what you were listening to, please. Yeah, yeah. jungle music. Yeah, that there, that a, may have been that may have been an edit. Like they may have edited right, something right. because it was just this is getting a little too close to outright racism. Mm, right. Um, I. I can't get over though trying to put all of so Stallone's films into one sort of idea, and and uh, like it's something about the downside of masculinity, like in your head as the man who is the hero and has to use masculinity to do uh, sort of aggressive things and and be involved in conflicts. Uh, that there is this horrible downside and it you know it all kind of comes to a head in this film in the scene on the beach where he is listening to talia shire sort of break him down and do some therapy and i just can't get over how that feels to me like the point the point of all of it the expendables it's literally about how if you're so masculine and heroic your life is not valuable like you're expendable you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. no it's interesting it's and he Brushed on that less and less, though, as the sequels would come. So I appreciated that at the time, where he would look at the downside of those things. This movie's all about the downside of that masculinity, right? Like, thinking you're all right. that, but finding out, oh, they handpicked everybody, and it was made to be easy, and I'm not as good as I think I was, and, like, all of those things. Those are great emotions to explore. Yeah, he film. admits sure. that he has fear, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how to handle it in the moment. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's, like, it's that good keeps stuff. coming up in all of his movies. It's good stuff, and it's good. You know, it's vulnerable, and it's all the things you want. But I feel like it got less and less of that as time went on because by the time we got to five, Rocky's a cartoon character. Just it's just yeah, it may yeah. as well animate. Well, that's they lose they lose what uh, what is so important in this one, which is the uh the emotions and the personal feelings they think that it is just all about the boxing because they you know this is like we were saying this is where the first uh the first film where they start staying steering more towards the boxing with like a little emotion a little bit of backstory and and um uh inner turmoil uh to kind of support it the next movie is like nope boxing beats mm-hmm. you know kills apollo creed and then now rocky's got to box his way out of this situation yeah but there's still there there's still moments of self-reflection like rambo 4 in has it in, in, uh, two, in all of them you know mm-hmm. like i say rambo 4 has it in 08 uh, yeah. the first expendables movie has it where uh you can tell that stallone himself not the character but the actual living human is trying to work through something mm-hmm. about being a, a man and being a hero. Yeah, so he on. does that more in these later movies, though. I guess what I'm saying is by the time we're done with Rocky Three, and he was moving through the Rambo sequels and more Rocky sequels and then a lot of movies that just were, you know, Judge Dredd and all that stuff and getting to the 90s and everything, It, I think he lost that thread. I think it came back with that Rambo Four movie. It came back with Rocky Balboa. It, 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 and I think The Expendables are a good example of it. It's like... All of the male machismo from the last thirty years is on display here. Yet we're finding vulnerabilities. Like there is, there is a. I feel yeah. like there was a turn in the mid aughts where he just went. You know, I'd like to get back to the the heebie feelies a little bit. Yeah, yeah. feelies. Mm-hmm. It's not really a word. Made it up. I. It is now. <laughs> Touchy right feelies, heebie jeebies. It's, yeah. it's right a combination the, of the two. Right, yeah. right into the frog pants Wikipedia. You go. I wonder how many um, 
I have to. I meant to look this up earlier. How many Stallone movies is this for us now? It's got to be. Oh, oh be it's on up, up there, my friend. You oh, keep making them. We'll keep sacking them. Let's. Uh, <laughs> let me look. Film sack stats. This should have. Assuming it's been updated. I don't know. Um, Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. currently it's sitting at thirteen, and that includes today. So he is tied actually for Frank mm-hmm. Welker, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Stallone all at thirteen. The only person with higher is eighteen. Uh, appearances by Thomas Ro- Rosales Jr., whoever that is. Right. Oh, Thomas Rosales. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we talked oh. about him. <laughs> who is he? I don't know. I can't think of who he is. What's his deal? He's he's a he's a bit actor that just keeps popping up in all of our movies. Oh, you'll, and, you'll recognize him when you look him up. Okay, and a ton of them are in the movie are, are in movies with these two. Like he's in Commando. Right, sure. He's in The Running Man, RoboCop Two, Predator Two, Universal Soldier, Speed. Speed. The Crow, Beverly Hills Cop, like he's he's all over the place. All right, yeah, that guy's good. I still can't picture him in my head, but that's cool. You'll you'll recognize him when you see him. Um, that's what the IMDb is for. I haven't looked in here recently. Oh, this is interesting. Director still led by Richard Donner at eight, John Carpenter at six, Spielberg at six, and Michael Bay at five. That's your top four. Get uh, with it, Michael Bay. Joel Silver, number one um, producer the at sixteen. Or producer, yeah. Genres were at two fifty for action. That's the highest. Our lowest is mystery at fifty three. Hmm. Uh, All right, I'll get on that. Yeah, yeah. This is great. I forget how great <laughs> this site is. Uh, if you haven't gone to it, filmsackstats.com, listeners, this is where you want to go. It's linked on our website as well, so you can go see these uh, fun little numbers about our show. Uh, time for some clips, I believe, and uh, a number of them. This movie had lots of dumb stuff to say, and so I'm going to say it in the dumbest way possible. Here it is. Somebody really wants Balboa. I want Balboa. Get that old man. You tell my boy. Come here, boy. Nobody can beat me. You tell him what I say. Are you next? I'm going to get him. Nobody can stop me. You tell my boy that. I'm coming after him. You tell him. Wow. That's the stuff Ibn's talking about. He's just kind of making hey, it up as he yells at him. Please. Oh, uh, you just I, I will the angry acting, yeah. and I will tell him for the next three days while you don't have a voice. Yeah. I know, right. right? You like he is losing his voice in that clip. Like, mm-hmm. get Mister T a Mister Lozenge because that, <laughs> right. that's him. a Ludens. Get him a Ludens. Get him a Mister Ludens. That's awesome. All right, everything he does in his life should have a Mister in front of it. Like Mister, he's got to have a Mister Coffee in the morning. He's got. I'm gonna have some Mister Lemonade. Yeah, Mister Lemonade. <laughs> Thirsty. I'm, how you doing, Mr. Lemonade? I'm telling you. Stop being a fool. I have a rice cooker named Mr. Rice, and it makes me so happy. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and it should Mr. all have fake rice. little mohawks. By the way, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, the first Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Wonderful little yes. film. Mm-hmm. He yeah. plays he plays the sheriff oh, yes. in this town. And what's great about him is it's full-blown Mr. T all the time in the voice. But his the guy in the in the cartoon has a reverse mohawk. So he's got like a sli- slice yeah. down the middle of his yeah. head of baldness. Oh, and then on the outside, funny. nice thick hair. It's great. Yeah, it's a very fun little that. nod. Uh, that is right. one of the greatest animated films. It's so good. Disney. The sequel is abysmal. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not great. It's not. First really, one's so good. First one's a delight. Anyway. Because there's uh, no chance of meatballs in the sequel, right? I just, no. there's no chance of better, of good writing in the sequels. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Somebody just. Oh my God. The Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs, the scene where, with the, where uh, he's underneath I think he's underneath the pier and the girl, the reporter sits down and she like throws her, she hits his, her shoe like in his eye. Yeah. 
that made me i literally i had like i had drink in my mouth and i lost it just everywhere it's really funny just such a just such a visual gag yeah. of him sitting there with his eyes big old bugging out and, yeah uh, bill Hader is the main character he's great at that the the dad yeah. played by um uh, uh james con is this yeah, perfect so grumpy <clears throat> oh it's so good everyone go watch that movie all right here's a f- a weird thing to say from Burgess Meredith. You ever fight a dinosaur, kid? All right. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's kind he, of I, I, totally, I totally lost all concentration once he said that. I'm like, oh, dinosaur. <laughs> like a T-Rex with little short I arms gotta, and stuff and yeah, boxing I gotta, gloves. I, I got to see that movie. We've all seen the montage of uh, Jonathan Frakes asking those questions, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want no. Burgess Meredith now. Yeah. Burgess Meredith mixed in with Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. That Jonathan Frakes clip, mega clip is special. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Dunaway, you should track that down. I don't totally know if I've seen it. Wow. It's very good. Uh, all right, here's Thunderlips. All my love slaves out there. Thunderlips is here. In the flesh, baby. He's terrible in this. I'm your, love, I'm your love slave, and I'm back at your house tied up. Could you come let me loose? <laughs> me too movement. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah but that was funny. That was very funny. Oh my gosh, that made me laugh. He sucks, though. He's not a good dialogue guy. He's never been. He's just a wrestler. Big he fi- beefy he guy. He figures it out later in the 80s in the WWF. Like he he learns what his pace is supposed to be to talk into a mic. Yeah. And I think he's pretty good. He never but did in the movies, is, though. The movies of any kind yeah, he was this in. This is horrible. Yeah, yeah really is bad. Bad. Makes, makes me long for his great acting in Suburban Commando. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That incredible thespian work he did there. Yes. How about right. this? Uh, Thunderlips gone bers- berserk. I like when people spell it that or say it that way. So here berserk. You go. Thunderlips has gone absolutely berserk. Oh! Berserk. <laughs> berserk. Berserk. Annoying. I've never actually seen that word, but I think that's how you say it. Thunderlips has gone absolutely berserk. Oh! Berserk. No! <laughs> <laughs> the audio in this thing, so overmodulated, it's just really bad. Uh, all right, here's, uh, I don't know what it says. Here it is. How you doing, Mick? Oh. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty Man, good. Watching them good. two have a face-to-face conversation is one of the most uncomfortable things you can experience. <laughs> right? Between yeah. him doing like Stallone doing this and then Mick talking out of the other side of his mouth and they're both yeah. just talking out of the sides of their mouth. It's, it's I expect if you went to I dinner was... with the guy, I'd say, how's your, how's your soup? He'd go, pretty good. Like, that's all. Pretty good. good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, really... I didn't realize that he always talked like that. I thought it was just the penguin, like talking out of one side <laughs> right, of his mouth. Right. No, no, no. That's his thing. I Maybe this is the character, though, because like the whole point of this character is that he's an older trainer who has a crappy gym and it, like Rocky coming along and hitting it big is the story of his entire life. Right. Mm-hmm. He gets to right. hitch his wagon to Rocky Balboa and he ends up living in a mansion as a result. And his entire life before that is in a gym screaming. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is this like I think Burgess Meredith is playing the character and I think outside of this he actually had a normal voice mm. <laughs> i was trying to find a clip but i couldn't find I find it, it hard to believe he was he was also burgess meredith was in um he was a very it was a very quiet role in clash of the titans a year before this um where he played like why a, do i think he's in grumpier old man he why do I is keep thinking he is. is he okay yeah he plays the really old the dad guy and he's yeah. got like he's super dirty he wants to like get with all the ladies and it's very funny yeah. he's very funny in that movie I would actually recommend watching that. I don't know if it's dirtier old men or or not. Sorry, not angry or 
Ain't grumpy, we, grumpy old man. There's grumpier old man. Grumpier old man was the sequel. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's the sequel. I think the sequel's what he's in. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's in both, but I think he has a bigger role in part two. And it's right he before said. he dies, and there is, er, in real life, he made that movie. And he dies and then, in the film too, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. But the final credits of that movie are all him delivering dirty lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is the funniest montage of old man doing dirty lines you've ever heard. It's mm. very funny. It's got that's got to be out there somewhere in clip form. Yeah, somewhere. All right. Uh, what else here? Uh, you'd say, hey, how was Stallone in that naked movie? Pretty good. Okay, great. <laughs> I love this. Pretty good. But pretty good. You just need a you need a whole soundboard of affirmatives and negatives. <laughs> yeah, all my yeses and no, and uh, stuff like that. I like it. All right, how's this one? Oh, this is a bit of a mumble. I don't know what he says still. Here you go. Well, it's really hard because I feel like a bum. But what? I feel uh, like a bum. I feel like a bum. Is that what he yeah, said? I feel like a bum. They talk about well, that a lot. Really He's a bum. Hey, you're a bum. You bum. I feel like a bum. I feel like I a don't bum. sweat bums. All right. Uh, here's a great line. I played it earlier. Shut up, old man. I ain't going nowhere. I like that. Yeah. Here's Mr. T playing hardball. Bring your pretty little self over to my apartment tonight, and I'll show you a real man. Jeez, mm. he's gonna. That's when his mom punched him. Yeah, and then here's what Pretty Good said about that. This guy will kill you to death inside of three rounds. <laughs> I love kill you to death. Kill you to death. How do you kill someone to death? Like, <laughs> is there is there a? Can you stop before? Can you stop killing them before they die? <laughs> yeah, like how does that work? Killing kill people. you almost to death. How does it work? <laughs> All right, here's a uh, Creed or something with Creed. Come on, Creed. Oh. <laughs> Come, on, Creed. Come on, Creed. Don't be a chump. Come on, Creed. Pretty good. All right. Uh, let's see. I love the clips <laughs> from this movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. Here's something about dead meat. Dead meat. Okay. That was mm. the first thing. And they was real close up on that, too. It was like. Yeah. Oof. Now, I will admit the following clip has some edits. It's just to relieve, relieve us of some of the dead space because it's really funny when you mush it all together. Okay. So this is. Stallone, he's very upset, and this is what that sounds like. I'm I'm okay with the blubbering because if you ever lost somebody, you've said it's it's everybody makes different sounds when it's absolute grief. Well, plus but, his face but, has been bashed in and he's all blubbery on his yeah, face. But and, it, yeah, but but the part that bothered me the most about that scene is I was like, did they add the audio in post? Because if not, he is yelling right in. To, yes. to mix ear. Yes, so he's like, yelling yeah. into Burgess right. Meredith's left ear. Yes. yes. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's... And he says, how well can you hear me? Pretty good. All right. Great. <laughs> I, Not anymore. I'm deaf. And, and that's his good ear. You might you might right. recall his other ear yeah, yeah. is the one that he's deaf in. So, like, you imagine Burgess Meredith was wearing a hell of an earplug in that in that scene because uh, oh, Stallone yeah. is screaming. Mm-hmm. All right, I think he wins, too. Like, you'd, you'd see some, like, oh. Man, quit yelling in my ear, Sylvester. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's old enough that he he doesn't wince anymore. You know how that's a thing when when yeah. when people get really old, they no longer can get startled. Sure. By the way, do we have another example of an, uh, somebody who became a, like Hollywood megastar level, like Stallone did, that started with a dirty little porn movie? Do we have anybody else I'm like sure. that? I'm sure just about everybody. Right? That's the Tracy, lowest Tracy Lords, maybe? I don't know. Right. That's the lowest rung of the ladder in Hollywood, she right? Was, Tracy Lords was never a megastar ever. She was never just, a megastar, no. No, no. She tried to do the crossover, but it was brief. I, yeah. I feel like it's gotta be it's gotta be somebody 
but it had to be at that level. Like he's one of the most successful actors, yeah. directors, producers, creators in the history of the genre. So, or of the, of the, of film. Uh-huh. And it all starts with him and a bunch of naked ladies. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying oh. to think of anybody else who's like that. And I can't think of anyone. Allegedly Duchovny start started in a porn. I don't no. know. Nice. Read your diaries. Um, no, <laughs> but that was pretty porny. That thing. But Duchovny never reached this level. Like, no, no, Stallone is in a rarefied tier. It's a weird, it's a weird outlier. He may be alone in this. There may be nobody else quite like that. It'd have to be. You'd have to tell me. You know, uh, Schwarzenegger started in a small porno or something for me. Well, to- I, I guess- kind of talked about uh, how because that was that pumping iron film before he did the other thing. Yeah, that, 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 fe- uh, that felt like porn. I kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> right. That's true. It did. Yeah. It felt like some weird homoerotic uh, experiment. <laughs> All right, here's, uh, oh, I hate this delivery. This is an awful line, but this is when he realizes Apollo's in the gym with him. So here's that. Apollo? Right. What? What? You don't say that. If your friend's <laughs> in there and you see his silhouette and you go, uh, I, and I go, Brian, you don't go, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Right, right, right. But we are that cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was annoyed by that. Anyway, so I, I looked it up, and uh, the number two and number three top stars that started in something mildly pornographic are Jackie Chan and Cameron Diaz. Hmm. Jackie Together? Chan? <laughs> yeah. Come on yeah apparently, Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan's first... Uh, this is, this is IMDb helpful trivia facts that you uh, <laughs> made up. Uh, let's see. What would that so, be called? I'm not trying to help people find it or anything, but... Um, it was um, again mildly pornographic it just it doesn't matter okay all right well oh and cameron diaz why her what's her deal that seems bad why not i, I don't know like i said if, if you have an end i think if you have an end to hollywood you're good but if otherwise you have to start at lowest rung right and that the maybe i don't know right. how it works is that the lowest rung then is that our determination i can't think of anything lower can yeah. you snuff film maybe oh like you killed somebody on camera. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think you start after that. I think that's Ernest, below. I think that's Ernest in the goes to film. Yeah, one of the Ernest movies. <laughs> Man, I sure hope after this I could get into a porn, <laughs> or at least a snuff film. Working my way up. Right. Uh, here's a. I don't know what this is. I wrote song and then a word that doesn't spell anything. So I think I typoed this. And so let's see what it is. You had that eye of the tiger, man. The itch. Oh, I know what it was. He was mentioning oh, the tiger yeah, or the they, song. They didn't do they anything with this. Too. Oh, yeah. oh, song tie-in. I spelled tie-in wrong. I wasn't listening to you two then. Why is he? Oh, the... yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Rocky's. Oh, here's okay. Here's Sylvester Stallone doing a long sniff and a whistle, and I captured it. Okay, you know how people if they got a really plugged up nose and they just yeah. Okay, I got one of those. Here you go. Enjoy. <laughs> that's a boxer's broke nose about 10 times oh maybe invested was flonase around back then yeah i don't know why that's funny to I, me, but it is. I hate to ask but can we hear it again yeah that's all right here you go <laughs> it's the in, it's the inhale that you want to really focus yeah. on yeah yeah it's really strong stuff i love it all right um ooh, this is a real bad thing to say i'm gonna crucify him Real bad. Hard words. Yeah, hard words. From a hard 
From a hard man, he says. Yeah, I should have kept yeah. that part. I didn't. Yikes. Here's angry acting Apollo. Damn, man, what the hell are you doing? Ooh. This guy will knock you on your ass. I don't think the mics we rented are good enough for this. They're all mm. breaking up at the top end. All right, here's something I wrote. Just I just wrote Rough. dumb. Okay, I don't know what this is, but I wrote dumb. Here you go. He didn't have to carry me and lie to me and make me think I was better than I really was when I wasn't. This is a dumb line. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not talking in circles. I think I just need to sit down. <laughs> Your Honor, I present to you Exhibit A. This film has no script. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might be more right than initially we thought. All right, here's the thing about being cool. Hey, fool. You ready for another beating? You should have never came back. Don't look at me. Let's just be cool. All right, then. Be cool, bro. Be cool. Then he did this. I thought you said be cool. That was cool. That was cool. I like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that. Uh, here's uh, also something that is just way underwhelming. Like, if you're gonna, if he's going to come up and say, I'm going to bust you up or I'm going to tear you to pieces or whatever his threat is at the end, you don't mm-hmm. just say this. Go for it. Lame. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah I know, dude. I know. Like, perfect opportunity for a comeback. I'm going to beat you to pieces. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to... Go for it. Go for it. I like, thought I thought on. I was going to say just do it because Nike was sponsoring the crap out of this film. <laughs> oh so. yeah, it was all over shorts and stuff. <laughs> right, maybe it was a little early. Maybe yeah. Nike was still working on that that line. I don't think it was a line yet. Was Go it? for it. I think just do it was later. Maybe, maybe the was. Nike That's line. They're t- working on it. It maybe. was it was early. Oh, was you're early saying this was like a test marketing. one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Go for Nike. Go for it. I wonder if this movie is early enough that all the product placement is considered gratuitous because. Like, at some point, you had to pay to get right, Rolex right. and so on, like all those sure. things in in your movie. Yeah, you know, and like this feels this feels extreme. Every scene has tr- tons of product. Might have been too well. early for that, but also, it's a weird mix, right? Of some companies want you to pay them, and then there are other companies that want to pay you to showcase their stuff. I don't know yeah, where that. I guess line whoever's is. got. To- I guess whoever's got the leverage, right? Yeah, because I mean, right now... We, got, like we if, got Rocky Three movie. Come if, on. If you want to have an Apple mm-hmm. laptop with the Apple logo in it, you pay Apple, not the other way around. But right. if you want Coke in your movie, Coke pays you to put it in there. So <laughs> those are two big companies with a lot of leverage. Come on, I don't know. Coke you, pays you. Coke right, pays. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> in Soviet Cola War, Coke pays you. All right, here's a ding ding. Ding ding. That means we're done with clips. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that. That was kind of. It was all right. It was okay. But here's this now. The film sack checklist: horrible, overmodulated hit sounds and yells. Check. Best homoerotic run on the beach. Check. Mm. Seriously, why keep Polly around at all? Check. All right. It keeps saying it yeah. keeps sounding like you're saying a Homer erotic. I thought he was. Yeah, I, thought it was yeah. a, I thought it was a play. Was it on a play on words? I thought it was a homo okay. erotic. I think yeah, if I say it fast, Homer erotic. Yeah, you're right. I do. I say Homer. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just for the food, Marge. It, they're not for the sex, Marge. It's for the food preparation. <laughs> <laughs> That's homo Homer erotic. All right. Uh, Star Trek connection. We have a few. Uh, Tom Lupo. He played one of the opponents. He played a security guard on the original series. A uh, Rex Pearson. He played another challenger, another opponent. He was on TNG three different times as different characters. Name me Rex. Rex is cool. Rex Dunaway. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, David Cadenetti. He was another opponent. He played a Klingon. In Star Trek Three: Search for Spock. And then finally, Bob Miner. He was also one of those montage boxing challengers 
in DS9, he played Borak, Boak, rather, in the episode Borat. Visionary. What? He was also uh, Michael Dorn's stunt double in the fifth season of that show. So there was that. Please, please tell me he played Big Yank Ball. Uh, <laughs> doesn't it doesn't say. It just says a challenger. Although I don't, Daryl didn't go that deep, but maybe he's Big oh. Yank Ball. Could be Big Yank Ball. Yep, very well could Best. be. Best Soundtrack grade to give it a C for cheese. It's just a lot of cheese. Some cheese in there. Okay. Like the yeah. like when he wins. Yeah. It's it just like a disco reused. song. I know, but it's like yeah. a disco song. It sucks. Yeah. It, but never... it sucks, but it took me there every time. It was just like, yeah, this is the appropriate music for this film. <laughs> it had that little beat in the background. It's awful. <laughs> I don't know why, but what the song you're singing reminds me of the HBO. Oh, yeah, the old HBO that. music is your <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It is that. It is kind of that, isn't it? I did when I would hear that. Oh my god! Because you descend into the city right up to the yeah. movie theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt like you were seeing something cool. Oh yeah. No, it's the white H- noise. Jeez. The HBO yeah, startup sounds are second only to PlayStation startup sounds for me. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. like the. I don't like the static to. I don't like that one. The static one. Well, here's the other problem with the static one. The GameCube was pretty cool. Bloop. Yeah. Uh, here's here's what's great about uh, here's what's great about the H- or what's bad about the HBO one now the static thing doesn't there so much of this stuff is streamed now like people using HBO Go or Max or whatever's coming out yeah, uh, it yeah. looks artifacty and shitty it looks terrible so yeah the compression that. can't pick up all those pixelations uh uh-uh. uh uh-huh. they need to fix it it's bad 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 form guys bad form all right mm-hmm. uh pfft, let's do the Twitter post this is where you guys in hundred sorry two hundred eighty characters or less sum this film up. And the only way you know how. Let's start with Randy. Rocky three. Mo money, mo problems. But remember, you can always travel to a place where when you walk down a dirty alleyway and then that's the entrance and you go inside and about four dozen oily, sweaty people all stop grunting and look at you. Just, Just like Saturday Night Episode. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled it coming a block away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Dunaway, your turn. Rocky three. It could have been better with a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. Isn't I mean, it goes without saying, doesn't it? Isn't everything That's better true. with a T-Rex? But, but does it? I think everything's better with a T-Rex. Mm. That's where I'm voting. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Rocky three, a movie where Polly throws a bottle at a Rocky pinball machine. Rocky throws a helmet at a Rocky statue. And Mr. T throws a punch at Rocky's face. Man, that Rocky can't catch a break. <laughs> Hashtag blast. <laughs> catch, catch, throw. It. I got it. Nice job. Oh, just hand it to me. This piece of paper supposedly contains the three secret, or sorry, the two secret, uh, t- this was almost titled. So these are alternative titles, not Rocky Three, but something else. And here's the first one. <laughs> that one didn't pass mustard, turns out. Yeah. Use that. <laughs> and then finally the italian stale man i don't know what that means I just, <laughs> doesn't it was have very a, late it I was, was very, late. very late i was tired i just did what i had to do all right we have an email we like to read on the show we read them every week and we got one from uh let's see icor kevin we see oh, him a lot yeah. in chat rooms I-Corp. and stuff yeah he says hey sackers uh i was glad to hear that some of you wanted to read cloud atlas after seeing the film you will find that the book will give you some of the things you were asking for Specifically, the stories are told more consecutively and not sliced up. Each story, starting with the furthest in the past, tells half the story, then moves to the next time period, and so on. Uh, the future Hawaii story is told in one entire book, or block rather, and then goes back in time to com- 
uh, complete every other story ending where we started in the past. It also, uh, or I would also recommend the audiobook. Each segment is told using voices and accents of the time. The performances were very good. I preferred the future Hawaiian accent in the audiobook over the one they use in the film. Uh, finally, I think you will get some more out of the book uh, having seen the film. The book just throws you into a story and doesn't explain anything. You have to figure it out on your own. This can be jarring when switching time periods. Now that you know the basic plots and characters, you'll be able to keep much uh, keep up much easier. Happy sacking, Kevin. That's great advice. I actually bought the book. It's on my Kindle sitting there waiting oh. to be read. Oh, yeah. cool. The regular, the the printed, not the, well, not printed, but I mean printed Kindle yeah, as print, opposed to audiobook. Correct. No audiobook in this case, but he does. Now he says this, it makes me wonder how that audiobook is. I, and if I had, I guess the way it works now, if you have a um, Audible account, it just, it can sync. So if you're reading on oh, your correct. thing and yeah, then you oh, yeah. not every, so cool. not every title cool. but but some titles do that and also usually get a break on the price uh if you already own the physical book yeah if you're doing the book and then they say oh you want you already have this do you want to get a discount on the the other thing the only thing i don't like about audible is it's 15 bucks a month or 14 bucks a month whatever it is or 19 whatever right. it is and then right you still have to I buy the, the books which sucks well yeah but i do the i I buy the books on occasion and then i usually turn my account to what nine dollars a year i think it is so it keeps it open so you can still access the books mm. um but you just you know I'll, I'll go through a little spell where i'm like i gotta have audiobooks mm. and then i'll buy them then 10 bucks a year keeps it open I don't, audiobooks mm. are so expensive and i know why they are they're they're big they're productions right even if it's just a guy yeah, reading six it, it's a, six yeah. and eight hours you know or mm. more yeah, it's a big deal. Listening. Yeah, so I don't want to, I don't want to, I just always seem like such an expensive proposition, but whatever. Anyway, I will, uh, I'll let, I'll let everybody know what I think of that book. I am going to crack that thing open at some time. Cool. Uh, that email address to send your messages in, just like Icor did, you can send them to filmsack at gmail.com. Our next film is a little Kit Harrington movie. You may know him from, Ooh. from the Game of Thrones. Yeah, you may have forgotten about him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's called MI5, and if you're thinking it's Mission Impossible 5, you're wrong. Kind of. <laughs> well, but, but you're, you're, also wrong. Wrong. Yeah, right. you're also not that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the poster, you're and you and you don't and you squint a little, you might think that's even Tom Cruise because it uses the same color that those posters because that use. Was the, that was the intent yeah. of the creators. Seems like to me they were trying to really rope people in thinking they were going to get another Mission Impossible movie, but really what they were getting is young upstart Kit Harrington in a movie about I suppose the actual MI5 uh, service or uh, based, whatever it is. Based on a true story, kind of? I'm not sure. I like Everything about this is fishy. We, okay. We're watching it because it's, it's streaming on Netflix and everything is fishy. Is it pre-Game of Thrones or during Game of Thrones? This thing yeah, was... this is like after the third season of Game okay. of Thrones. Yeah, mid-Game of Thrones is my memory of that. Okay. So I will watch this. And we will all watch it. And well, we all can watch it because that's the rule. Yep. <laughs> that's the, it's a little that's side the agreement we entered into. This one's a dangerous one because it's a little bit of side unseen, right? We don't really know what we're getting into. Yeah. So yeah. haven't done that in a while. This will be fun uh, to dig into Kit Harrington's MI5 available now on Netflix. So check it and be ready for next week. Do your homework, everybody. That is going to do it for us. Filmsack.com is our website. You can leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. As always, email us, filmsack at gmail.com. And on Twitter, you can find us at Filmsack. And if you're looking around for ways to help us, check this out. Just go to wherever you get your shows and leave us a review. It helps in big ways. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. 
Get a bum. <laughs> we'll see you next day. Ooh, next time. Get a bum, man. <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Pretty good. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.